following podcast is a production of The Network. Check us out on BICBP-radio.com. divisional fantasy preview of the season that's right guys it's time we are finally getting our feet wet as of this release football is back last night there was uh there was some preseason action finally kicking off which will give us a little bit more news as we start hedging into and verging into the regular season guys it's almost here uh the other day was 50 days till the regular season action's back and we can't tell you enough. We cannot wait. But guys, let's dive in. I am Kyle Ranney, joined as always by Gary Halt. Today we cover the NFC South. Gary, how are you doing today? I'm good. It's Friday. Um, we got some stuff to do. We're doing later with another show, but uh, really looking forward another to the weekend. Another two shows. Yeah, another two shows. Looking forward to the weekend, and we're gonna continue to talk fantasy. Yeah, uh, but guys, we'll get into it real quick, real easy here on this episode. Uh, starting off the NFC South with the Atlanta Falcons. Uh, quarterback position, Matt Ryan is ranked 14 here. I think that's fair. I think I could realistically rank him in here from 12 to 14. Uh, he should be a high-end quarterback too, I think, especially given uh, the, foot, the footage I showed you earlier with Kyle Pitts today. Um he looks good. Uh, running back, Mike Davis, number 24 on this list. Javian Hawkins, number 79 on this list. I personally am a big fan of what Mike Davis brings to the table. Yeah, and he's he. have you seen the pictures of him? His legs like, are yeah, monsters. Like an uh, and I think he's going to run well there. They have not had a good running back in Atlanta since Devonta Freeman mm-hmm. first signed his deal. Um, but I think Mike Davis has high-end upside. And at running back 24, which I've actually seen him much later and seen his average draft much later, mm-hmm. I am a huge fan of what he brings to the table. Wide receivers. Calvin Ridley, wide receiver four. That's about it. That's that's it. Mm, um, I don't like the value at four. He's going to see a lot of targets. I and know, but I, there's other receivers I would take over him. It's fine. I see. I hope people are thinking the way you are because I will happily scoop Calvin Ridley as my receiver one. Well, because you're going to tell me it's going to be Diggs, well, Hill, Diggs, Hill, Devontae, Devontae Adams, Adams, and then him. I see. You know what I mean? There's other guys that I would take it for. I'd be okay with Ridley just because I've, I've had him in back to back years and he's produced consistently. Um,. And I think he's about to take more of the lion's share. So I, I personally like Ridley at four. Um, but I could see it from both ways. I can. I just don't know who else they're going to throw to there. I don't no, think Russell right. Gage. And, like, Russell Gage, don't get me wrong. Russell Gage had stats last year. He had 800 yards. But, but I, I mean, they do have Kyle Pitts. And I know Kyle Pitts is going to be more like Travis Kelsey. Well, they have Pitts using... and Hayden Hurst. 
Yeah, but, I think Kyle Pitts is going to act more as a receiver than a tight end. They're going to use him all over the place. Yeah, um, I don't know. It's going to be it's that's going to be one of the biggest because the, the the problem is too. We've seen it how many years now where we don't really know how to feel about the Atlanta Falcons offense because it's so hit and miss. Right. So what version of Atlanta's offense are we getting, and how good is it? I think if Atlanta's defense plays well, that Atlanta could be a playoff team. Okay, so Atlanta's missing the playoffs. Got it. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but Calvin Ridley really is the solidified guy who should at least be a top 12 receiver. Uh, Russell Gage, does he take the next step? Uh, I mean, behind him is Alamide Zaccheus and Cordero Patterson. Who is and Frank Darby out of Arizona State. Patterson's more of a, a running special back, team, special teams guy, running back. Um, tight ends: Kyle Pitts is listed six, Heesh. and Hayden Hurst is listed twenty nine. I own both those guys. I would bump Hayden Hurst to being at least from twenty to fifteen. Mm-hmm. He should be a tight end two. I'm surprised teams have not inquired him for a trade. Yeah. Uh, well, his contract expires after this year. And that might be part of it as well. Could be. Um, Kyle Pitts, I am not comfortable with him at six. No, I think he's more of a sneakier play because he's a rookie. I don't think it's going to be sneak, though. I think he's he's had such buzz around him that I think it's going to be impossible to get a hold of him this year. Someone's going to go out there, and, and you and I both saw it. That's, that's, the, that, that's the toughest thing about fantasy is relative life expectancy and value of a real-life player versus... Mm-hmm. The fantasy expectancy. Because I love Kyle Pitts, as do you. Mm -hmm. But I'm not comfortable selling the boat to have Kyle Pitts at 40. Right. And that's where I've actually seen him mocked frequently, is 40 to 50. And that's way too rich for my blood. Yeah, especially for a rookie tight end. Like, obviously we like Kyle Pitts. But it's one of the toughest positions to learn. Right. Um, I don't know. It, It could be one of those, if you got him in a dynasty league, then you're fine. Yeah, but in a redraft, I don't want to take him that high. Correct, and that's what I'm saying. This year, no. If he comes out and he puts up stupid numbers mm-hmm. next year, yeah, I might be comfortable with him at 20. Mm-hmm. But as a rookie, I'm going to let someone else go out and, and mortgage their future on it, and I'm going to draft much safer at that point. Right, right. Um, so Matt Ryan, as expected, 14 to 10 is about right. 14 to 12 is about right. He's your tight end, or quarterback two. Mike Davis. Value that they have him listed here versus actual average draft position, mm-hmm. two very different things. I think the value at 24 is perfect. Mm-hmm. I think his average draft position being around 90 to 100 is money. Yep. Get him. Um, wide receivers, I'm personally okay with Calvin Ridley at four, especially if that is my third-round pick. I don't which, mind him in the top 10. I just don't like him at four. Uh, well, I guess what I'm saying is... is I'm Depending t- I'm more on how the back half of three or back half of four. Well, I'm, I mean, like they got him at wide receiver four here. I'm okay with him being that seven, eight, nine, ten receiver. I guess I'm saying if if I drafted early, if I drafted early and I have a top flight running back, and Calvin Ridley's on the board for me at anywhere from twenty one to twenty four, or if I'm if I drafted one and I go McCaffrey. And I can maybe go running back receiver and get him in the top half of the yeah. third. I'm comfortable with him as my wide receiver one at that position in the third. I don't necessarily think I'm going to sit here and say I want him as pick number eleven in the, in the right. draft. That, that's I mean, a little sickening. That's fine if you're taking him at th- in the third round. 
that's, that's but, a different story. Yes, and I guess it all it also goes by how the fuck or er, how the, <laughs> I, we can say that on here. We we mark it as explicit. Um, it also goes by how the draft board's going to fall itself. Uh, Kyle Pitts at six, I want no part of. Hayden Hurst has the ability to actually be a potential top uh, a tight end two, just because he's going to see probably more target share because he's not going to be the number one tight end now. You're going to have your second tight end cover on Hayden Hurst. Uh, but Atlanta's a bit of an, an enigma this year. The Carolina Panthers. Who is their other tight end? Oh, I was confused as to why he was listed like that. I was like, who's Philip Walker? <laughs> it's PJ Walker. Yeah. Uh, the Carolina Panthers wide receiver, number 25, Sam Darnold. This could be higher. Darnold, and I'm not going to sit here and say Darnold's top 10 because he's not. Darnold could be a quality tight end or quarterback from 12 to 18, a front half quarterback too. He always verged it with the Jets. He's got more talent here with the Panthers. I would bump him almost a full 10 picks higher as in that spot. Running back number one, Christian McCaffrey. Understood. Running back number two, Chuba Hubbard. Uh, Chuba Hubbard. We were very big on him in the draft. Chuba Hubbard should be a handcuff. Mm-hmm. If you've got McCaffrey, we've seen McCaffrey be dinged up the last two years almost, handcuff him. Because if Chuba Hubbard's the next Mike Davis, no one's going to be happy. Well, we told you so. Right. Uh, wide receivers, DJ Moore is at 18. Robbie Anderson's at 33. Terrace Marshall Jr. is at 82. I saw someone post the other day. It was comparing Terrace Marshall Jr. and, like, another back half wide receiver. And it said, y'all keep drafting this guy, but Carolina wide receiver three last year averaged 12 points per game. And that might be one of the realest things. I'm not saying Terrace Marshall should be, like, a guaranteed pick, mm-hmm. but might be worth a... F- a dart. Matt Rule off Matt Rule's offense last year spread the ball early and often. Mm-hmm. And if Terrace Marshall can pick that offense up and walk back in, he might be your flex player. You did it, you had him last year. Yeah. You had the Carolina flex player with Curtis Samuel. Yep. And Curtis Samuel in the stretch was money. Terrace Marshall could be this year's Curtis Samuel. He's not as he's not the same style. Right. But if he sees the same amount of targets, it's 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 the same that. production, similar production. Um, and tight end, Dan Arnold, Ian Thomas, Tommy Tremble. Uh, so, a.k.a. nobody cares. Yeah. <laughs> um, but going to what we were at, Sam Darnold probably should be a little higher than 25. Christian McCaffrey deserves to be the number one still. Yes, I know the injury concern. Uh, Looking to handcuffing Chuba Hubbard. DJ Moore. DJ Moore is a guy who I think could be a high-end tight end or wide receiver too still. He was drafted as wide receiver one last year. He stumbled. Teddy Bridgewater was his number one quarterback. I think the upgraded quarterback helps him. Mm-hmm. Uh, Robbie Anderson, I'd almost say, could be listed as a high-end wide receiver three. That's a nice flex play. Uh, I think Anderson being with Darnold again is is a potential top 25 playmaker. And Harris Marshall Jr. is a late guy. And Dan Arnold is a maybe as a flex, as, as, as a pickup late for tight end. Uh, they are really trying to make that tight end job work. We'll see if they do. The continuation of the south here. Where is New Orleans? New Orleans Saints. Um, coin flip at quarterback. 
James Winston or Tamis Hill? Taysom Hill. Could be Ian Book. Yeah, I <laughs> knew you were going to say that. Uh, James Winston, to me, if he wins this job, two years removed from 5,000 yards, 30 touchdowns, 30 picks, with no eyesight. Mm-hmm. Jameis Winston's one of my favorite potentials to be a league breaker this year. I mean, he's got the talent around him, if he can put it together. Got the talent. He has something where if you're really that concerned about his deep ball ability, hey, when he was with Tampa Bay, he sure as hell didn't have a playmaker like Elvin Kamara. Guess what? I bet you he can throw a lot of flat passes to Elvin Kamara and let Elvin do the work. Mm-hmm. Um I don't see a way that Taysom Hill really keeps his job from James Winston. He's probably going to do the same thing he always does. He'll do those stupid little like, wildcat plays. Wildcat plays. He'll get his touchdowns, but I think James is the guy there. Unless they don't like either of them, and then obviously there's Ian Book. Yeah. Uh, Alvin Kamara at five, I think, is the best bet. Yes, people are going to miss, uh, but Kamara is going to see really breakout potential, I think. He is the offense now. Latavius Murray is the change of pace. He is the, what you alluded to earlier, he is the touchdown vulture. Mm -hmm. He is coming in on the goal line to bruise his way in where you can't get in with Elvin. But Elvin, to me, we talked about him in the last show. We had Derrick Henry at three. I would outright swap Kamara and Henry three to five. I like what his upside is at Elvin Kamara at three much more. Mm Uh, receiver Michael Thomas at 10 here. Michael Thomas is now more related to about 25. Yeah. Missing at least the first week of the season. Again. Or first month. Um, but yeah, that's just ugly in its own right. Traquan Smith, uh, I mean, he kind of have to jump his stats a little. Former third round pick. He's got the ability to play. Yeah. Big body receiver becomes the number one. He currently. does for for the first part of the year. So Traquan Smith might be a guy. I wouldn't who, be surprised if New Orleans tries to make a play for a receiver somewhere else. They've been looking at them, uh, and they haven't actually signed anybody yet. Well, I mean for a trade. I I mean you got to think something, but Traquan. They, the problem is they're very cap strapped. They I don't know. have much of anything. It would look good with OBJ there though. Yeah, I mean. They got to do something if Michael Thomas is because that that receiving core without Michael Thomas is it goes weak. Yes, weak. Traquan Smith's going to be your highest potential, and that's going to be a guy that I think you can get in round seventeen to hope that you can get a couple good weeks out of him before uh, Michael Thomas comes back. Mm-hmm. Uh, tight end Adam Troutman's here listed at twenty three. This is one of my favorite 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 tight ends in, in the draft. He was the Pro Football Focus number one blocking tight end last year. He had 14 touchdowns in college at Dayton two years ago. The The pass-catching ability hasn't gone away. Right. He had Jared Cook in front of him last year. Jared Cook is gone. There's nobody to prevent him from winning this job. And they said he looked great in camp through most of last year. I think Adam Troutman has all of the potential to be a breakout guy and mm-hmm. finish in the top 10 in tight ends this year. So Adam Troutman's one of my favorite guys to be able to try to snag late. Um, but again, New Orleans, Jameis, I'm telling you right now, Jameis, I think has the potential to be a top tenner as well. Could be. Yeah. I mean, if he wins that job and the line stays healthy, Jameis is a top 10 guy. I'm drafting him solely on upside. I'm just a little worried about the receiving core. Well, yeah, but Michael Thomas isn't going to miss the whole year, or at least he's not supposed to, because we said that last year as well. Mm-hmm. And he did, um, Alvin Kamara at number five, I'm comfortable with him at three. Mm-hmm. 
Latavius Murray deserves to be drafted as a vulture. Michael Thomas, I'll be the first one to tell you, if you're comfortable and you've got two or three receivers on your roster already, Michael Thomas is still sitting there for you, take him. Yeah. It's only going to help your roster when, when he gets healthy. Um, Traquan Smith, week two and th- or weeks one through four might be a wide receiver three. He might actually put up points. Uh, and Adam Troutman should be drafted with high upside hope. And the last team here. Your defending Super Bowl champions. That's kind of ironic how we did that. Yeah. <laughs> uh, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Tom Brady at 11. I think that's that's a good spot. Yeah, it's not a bad spot. I mean, with how, with how much he's got around him, he can end up being a top 10 guy. He was last year. He was a top 6 guy. Mm-hmm. He had numbers. Kyle Trask at 49. Unless the Bucs and Brady... Blow every team out, and Trask is getting only fourth or fourth quarter options. Mm-hmm. I don't think you got to worry about Kyle Trask this right. year. Um, Dynasty wise, you might. Yes, win, but. I've got him in both of my dynasty leagues. Uh, running backs: Ronald Jones, Leonard Fournette are thirty-one and thirty-six. I think they belong there. Right. That's I don't be one of those who gets the job type of things. I don't even think it's either of them. I'm going with Giovanni Bernard. Gio Bernard still showed he's got gas in the tank last year in Cincy. Mm-hmm. They wanted a running back who was similar to James White when Tom Brady was in New England, and mm-hmm. they didn't have one. Gio Bernard's going to be a pass-catching fiend this year. Yeah. I think Gio Bernard is going to be someone people get under the radar who makes bread and butter. Mm-hmm. He's going to be what people discovered with J.D. McKissick last year. He's yeah. going to be a consistent... 14 to 16 point a week fantasy player for PPR leagues, and I think I really like what he brings to the table. And it doesn't even have to be like, he's not even going to be the greatest. But, I mean, do you have to be the greatest if you're getting third down reps and right. you're getting five catches for 50 yards and maybe a touchdown every week? Mm-hmm. Uh, it's, that's 10 to 16 points a week, and that, to me, is a great investment in round 14. Right, because you're not spending a lot of... Yeah. A lot of like a high pick on him, and you're getting a very good value. Uh, Mike Evans, Chris Godwin, eleven and fourteen. I mean, this is the same as it was last year. Enter at your own risk. Um, I don't truthfully know who, how, what, when, or why these receivers are going to bust. Uh, Antonio Brown's still there, forty-eight. He's exactly what he's listed here. He's a good. He's a good play. For bye weeks, I don't necessarily think I need him, but you might need to start him, depending on weeks. Mm-hmm. Um, Scotty Miller, Tyler Johnson, Jalen Darden. Unless injuries are in front of them on the depth charts, I don't think any of them have to be super big things this year in fantasy. Um, so, yeah, Evans and Godwin are it. Rob Gronkowski at 14. I think that's good value. He's still going to be a, t- a tight end, too. O.J. Howard at 28, not good value. No, I think he all. should be higher. I O.J. Howard started to really turn the, the, the numbers up at the very back half of the year last year, uh, or very beginning of the year before he tore his Achilles. Yes, I know, Achilles injuries, not easy to come back from. Um, but I would I would really be shocked to see him not, not be able to produce the way he did. It's Tom Brady. He finds his tight ends. He loves those tight ends. To start the beginning part of the year last year, he had two 15-point weeks. He was targeted 
um, the, the least three times through four weeks. Um, so it's not like they weren't throwing to him, and that was through four games of Brady knowing who he was. Mm. So, I, I mean, O.J. Howard's 26. He's six foot six. He's, he's been this, this guy who's been viewed as a, a good player for how long now? Um, I mean, 2018, before getting injured, he had a string of games where he had 18 points, 15 points, 18 points, 24 points, 3 points, and, tw- and 15 points. He's shown he can produce. So, O.J. Howard's a guy I'm still high on. I'm still telling you to keep in mind. But I guess run down here. Tom Brady, still a quarterback one, albeit in the back half. Uh, Rojo and Leonard Fournette. Running back four, you think, Gary? I don't think I'd want them as, as yeah. my starter or somebody I have to rely on every week as a flex, but right. I think as a four, I'd be okay. Four and a guy you might, somebody you might want to play during your bye weeks. Yep. Gio Bernard, I think, has higher upside, and it's because of his pass catching ability. Mike Evans, Chris Godman, both wide receiver twos. I don't necessarily love either of them, though. Yeah. All uh, right. Antonio Brown. That's There's a fun one. Antonio Brown. Is he on your draft board, or do you not need him? I, I don't need him right now. I feel like there's so much that happens in, in Tampa and so many targets to hit that Antonio Brown, sure, he'll have a couple 17-point games, but he's also going to probably have a couple one or two-point one two games. games where he only sees one or two catches. Mm-hmm. Like, uh, And Rob Gronkowski, worth it as your backup. But, guys, that's it. We made it through. We did all We got teams. through 32 teams. We let you know what our thought process is. Uh, we have continued to build, discuss, explain... And now it's time for the real fun because now we get to start to talk draft strategy. Hopefully soon try to get Joe P's a P on before the season starts. Be able to discuss real manners of what you got to attempt and deal with the drafts. And uh, soon start to get some of these stardom sit-ems and, and matchups we like. Yeah. Gary, anything you want to say before we move into that part? No, um, we're getting so close. If you've been with us through our draft process all the way up until now, it's been pretty cool. We've been growing as a group as a podcast here we got through all 32 teams and our analysis and we're going to keep going and do what we got to do each week absolutely guys that'll do it though so until next time you keep on looking for those fantasy beasts we'll show you exactly where to find them peace out guys